Welcome, everybody, on a Tuesday. Trash Talk with Tony Browski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show today. Joining me for a second straight week, I have my whole crew together. Eli Bashi, Mike Billica, Jay Horn, Grant Richards, and Tyler Sawa are all here with me today. I got to switch up the intros this week because Jay has to get out of here for a hoops run. <laughs> so we're going to start the intros today with Jay. How are you today, Jay? And how was your trip to Vegas? Oh, Vegas was fun. Go, <laughs> oh, never mind. Not go Raiders. Sorry. Uh-oh. Trash team. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had a great time. What, what'd you uh, say, Eli? Oh, what'd you say, Grant? <laughs> I said he could have just said it. Like, he was halfway there. He had to go over. You know, uh, yes, it, that was the worst part. He hesitated. <laughs> and Jake then he said the Raiders it. right now. I, you know, I, I saw even, Dana White. That was fun. We're not even we're a minute in, and we are already trashing the Raiders. <laughs> two two seconds in. But I had, I had a good he time. Did, a he lot did of, meet a lot Dana White. Outs. Uh-oh. What was the highlight of, of the weekend? Ah, uh, let me see. Oh, I met these uh these two flamingo girls. You oh, know, I didn't. Strip. Oh, we can't talk about that on there. <laughs> and they were pretty cool. Uh, other than <laughs> yeah. that, though, I had a great I, time. Obviously, they were obviously very cool. I saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're saying too much. You're saying too much. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Allegiant Stadium on Saturday night? No, I did not because I didn't want to watch the whole um SummerSlam and then you know my guy lost anyway. But. <laughs> It was Vegas is fun. I liked it. I had a good time. Oh, Vegas is always a good time, man. We got to go there soon together. Oh yeah, we could we could bring in his uh his tra- Raiders Raiders Raiders. Sorry. You said we could bring Grant to see his Raiders. Yeah, yeah, we can watch a Raiders game. <laughs> you know, while Jay was in Vegas, he also showed off a new shirt that he's got. I like that shirt, Jay. Oh, uh, uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> the, the, it was the picture of Cade crossing up Jalen Green in their summer league game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vincent. <laughs> Just wait till you see what I'm wearing to the, uh, the first home game this year. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, the Trash Talk crew is going to the opening night game between the Bulls and the Pistons on October 20th. And apparently Jay's going to be wearing something sweet for that night. <laughs> but, Jay, honestly, where did you get that shirt of Cade and Jalen? Uh, well, I was, uh, in Vegas, and I walked past a t-shirt shop, and I was like, uh, it hey. It was there? Oh. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I'm like, can you guys, uh, put this on a shirt? And they <laughs> said it only cost $25. I'm like, $25? Oh, well, okay. Took about 10 minutes, got the shirt. <laughs> oh, that's a steal! I gotta go to Vegas now and get that shirt. <laughs> Before Jay runs off here for his hoops run, I should ask you, what are your thoughts on Jalen's comments on Detroit? <laughs> We purposely um, didn't talk about it last week because we were all very not happy with those comments. We were hot, and I purposely didn't bring it up last week. But, Jay, uh, what are your thoughts on Jalen's comments? I'm pretty toned down now. You know, just know he comes, you can come see me. <laughs> I-, I can take him on a trip, leave him somewhere. You take know, him to a McDonald's slash really gas different. station. <laughs> yeah, we can go to Joy Road if you want to. Exit Jalen. Exit nine. Exit exit nine. Yep. <laughs> a lot of joy on Joy you, Road. <laughs> I don't know if you like BP gas, but we're gonna we're gonna like some that night. We're gonna. Uh, there's yeah, a I, pump I can't that's, wait. To, uh, I can't wait to meet Jalen Green. You know, cut right it. Now. Shave those little you know edges off his head. A little you know mop he has on his head. Cut that off. <laughs> you can yeah. get a ten piece with your ten piece at the at the McDonald's oh, oh. on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think oh. that is a good place to leave. Oh. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave, Jay. Thank you for joining us, even if it was just for a few minutes. Oh, Have fun in your hoops run. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk Don't to you Don't dunk later. on someone for us. <laughs> He's out of here. Jay Horn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Let's get to the rest of the guys. Let's go in alphabetical order now. Let's start with Eli Bashi. How are you today, Eli? How's work going? Work was good. Uh... Had a good day, worked eight hours. Um, I'm going to be working, actually, October 20th, but she's letting me out at th- any time before 3, so I'll have plenty of time to get ready for the Pistons game. It is October 20th, right, Tyler? Uh, correct, yes. October better 20th. be. Well, Wednesday night. <laughs> I already told my boss October yeah. 20th. It better be. She <laughs> said no problem. 21st. 
Yeah, she said no problem, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, starting school next week. That should be f- interesting. Oh, are you next really? week? It's next week? Next Thursday. Wait, really? Thursday is next <laughs> Thursday. Tyler, yes, Tyler. Tyler. doesn't even know. <laughs> no, I, I honestly had no idea. Next I Thursday. Thinking, I mean, I'll try to look on Moodle. It's not even, nothing's popping up September on Moodle. September 2nd. Yeah, no, nothing's on Moodle for me either. I, they are a mess. I got a... Wow, I was not ready at all. Man, okay. I got I got schooled next week. Oh wait, I'm graduating. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> Tony. Yeah, great. We're so happy for you. <laughs> uh, Mike, when do you start school at Wayne? Uh, next Wednesday, unfortunately. Next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> this is a all sad new. Thing. This is all new to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was new to me until like last week. This was new to me. Oh, it, it, it's, within it's really twenty seconds new. ago. It's really new to me and Tyler, <laughs> especially Tyler. Dude, He's, I thought it was enrolled right now. I didn't even know it was next week. Do you I even know what it, classes you're taking, Tyler? I would hope so. I, I think so. <laughs> he, th- he thinks so. You know, I'm still getting emails about getting my textbooks, even though I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm graduating. No, no, look, I, haven't I, got, I haven't gotten one email from a professor yet no, like, to buy me. I more. haven't either. Also, Uh-oh. Tony, I think those emails are coming from Barnes & Noble, not they really are. from OU. But it's... From Oakland University, though. The Oakland University Bookstore. Yeah, you could probably unsubscribe if you really wanted to, but that's a lot of effort. unsubscribe, though. I like getting those emails. You like the memories? Yeah. Of spending thousands of dollars on books that you never read? (laughs) Hey, who said I never read those books? Every college student ever. You didn't read them. I'm not going to sit here and say I did or did not read them. That's neither here or there. (laughs) But, oh, hearing everyone's going back to school... That's making me kind of sad because I wanted to do the Blaze and Wings Challenge before everyone went back. I thought we had, like, at least two weeks of freedom, but... I did is, too, Tony. That is not the case. <laughs> I did too, Tony. <laughs> Uh-oh. No. We got to figure something out for the Blaze and Wings Challenge. It's looking like we're going to be doing it uh, very up north, if you uh, know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, jeez. See you late September, boys. <laughs> well, with that... Let's move on to Mike Billica. How are you today, Mike? How was your weekend? Did you go on a rampage at all? Oh, I went on a rampage and then some. I had a gonna go great, all out. Great weekend. <laughs> I, I well, I'm going all out. That's for sure. Did you have any a, ice cream bars over oh, the I'm weekend? I'm waiting for some ice cream bars. <laughs> but you know, I was in a great mood until I was reminded that school was starting next week. Well, I apologize for putting you in a bad mood, but I was genuinely curious because. I didn't even realize Oakland was starting next week. Oh, I neither, Tony. I'm sorry, boys. <laughs> well, me and Grant, we're just kind of chilling over here. <laughs> Speaking of Grant, let's go to him now. <laughs> he might actually be more upbeat than the others. How are you today, Grant? And as always, Mike, take it away. How was the sports betting this week? <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm actually going to school again for my master's, so just kidding. I would never do that. I was about to say, that is actually big news that I'm just learning. I almost flipped (laughs) onto my chair. (laughs) No, I mean, there's there's like some considerations, but nowhere near. That's going to be a year or two. Anyway, had a great weekend. Um, Had a fantasy football draft. Got projected to go 15-0, so we all know projections mean How's the team? Uh, pretty good, starting with McCaffrey. Can't go wrong there. Um, getting the first pick in the draft. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, could could dive into it, but let's let's wait till the championships are crowned, and then I can go bragging about it. But uh, oh, he's calling his shot now. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sports betting was well. Let's just say I took the weekend off, so <laughs> you guys can deduct how that was. But we already hit on Red Sox winning by. Two and a half today. Woo-hoo. So started in the right direction. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's been good. Like just trying to keep trying to keep spirits up because as of right now, it's it's the dog days of sports betting. I have questioned myself twice, like whether or not I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> so um, hopefully this is a bounce back week. We're starting small, no you parlays. Hot. Just, yeah, we're starting hot, starting small, no parlays, just little mini, mini like solo standalone bets. Uh, just to get right back on track, and then we'll be Take rolling. Take it after me. Up. Yeah, literally. 
Speaking of which, Tony, how was your sports betting weekend? <laughs> it might be a good thing that you're taking after me. You're really cold, so you got to take after me, who is just on fire. I didn't even know I was capable of this. Five straight winning weeks for me, sports betting-wise. And last week, oh. last week was the biggest winning week that I've had in this winning streak. I, I don't even know how it's happening, Grant. It's <laughs> it just – I'm just hitting. It's baseball bets and preseason football bets. They're just hitting. I don't know how, but they are. I'm not complaining, though. <laughs> we're making some money. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah, I just said, ow. I was just impressed. Five straight weeks, man. That's over a month. Let's make it six. And let's get you back on a winning track, too, Grant. Before football starts, we got to have some momentum going into actual regular season football betting, you know? Honestly, I'm kind of cool with just, like, chilling <laughs> till then. Like, oh, just, if I'm not, just preparing. If I'm, like, sitting, yeah, I would be very happy to hit 500 um, <laughs> just for a week before that. But other than that, I'm just, I'm here to bet on football. We got college football next weekend, by the way. Week zero like, this is this up, weekend. Week zero. Yeah. Yep. I'm ready for that, too. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready for that. Let's now move on to Tyler Sawa. How are you today, Tyler? Um, today, doing well. Uh, overall, very good week. Went to Toledo to watch the Mud Hens. That was a good time. Hey, yeah. Make you hit 500 this weekend. That was obviously amazing. It was a good, it was a good weekend. Just a good week in general. Toledo was a great time with the boys. Not all the boys, unfortunately, but we had Mike and Tony and, you know. Scott. Scott Trash talk came. listener Scott. Yeah, uh, Jordan came. Like it was, just, it was just a good time. I mean, Jordan's and, friend Nick. Yeah, and that was basically, according to you know my knowledge now, that was one of our last like summer events because school starts next week supposedly. So um, yeah, I guess that was one of the last events before school started, and, and you know it was it was a good event to go to. But overall, good week, doing good right now. So I'm happy to be here. Mike, how was your first trip to Toledo with us? Amazing. Um, <laughs> he got on TV. I, oh, minor league on TV. TV. Minor league I had TV. Fun. <laughs> it's still TV, Tony. Don't downplay it, Tony. That man was yeah. dancing. I was dancing. I he was, was very happy time. to see Isak. He was I dancing and speaking Isak. Spanish, man. What more do you want? On the broadcast with Jim Weber, who sounds like Jim Ross. <laughs> hey. By God. <laughs> it's Isak Paredes. Isak Paredes. Oh my it's God. Isak's music. <laughs> but Mike, did Toledo live up to the expectations, Mike? Yes. Um, I never knew minor league baseball games were as chippy. I told you it's different, man. It's different down there. You made it out to be, man. The the crowds. I'll tell you this. The crowds are. They don't care, man. They they are. They're animals. The crowd specifically that we went with was very ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. I they would were say. ruthless. They were ruthless aggression to the Indianapolis Indians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Pirate Triple A team. Yes. A lot of things they said can't be said on this show. We'll just say that. You can say Pop Up Phil. We can say Pop Up Phil. Yes. No. <laughs> Pop Up Phil, Cole Tucker, Shelby Miller. And, Mike, you know, you can't say in your first minor league game, and you said probably your last minor league game, you were able to see two of the top ten prospects in baseball in Torque and Riley. It was fun. I would it definitely was... do it again. Oh, so it wasn't your last. Oh, so it wasn't it your last. last. Oh. So, so we can go back and see Brady Pusticelli and Josh <gasps> Lester and, and once in ten. Wait, wait until Colt Keefe gets to Toledo, baby. Yeah, <laughs> or Jackson Job and Ty Madden. Oh. <gasps> I got a baseball there, man. How could you I? Not shout, do out that? Ball ball shout out to Ball Boy. Shout out to Ball yeah. Boy. If you know, you know. Shout out to Ball Boy. Toledo, man. I love that city. Toledo's a great time. And speaking of a good time, uh, Tyler also brought up how Miggy hit number five hundred over the weekend. Do you want to talk about your thoughts when you saw Miggy hit number five hundred, Tyler? Oh, obviously, I could speak for I think every Tigers fan. Just kind of relieved to get it out of the way, and yeah. you know. It was just an amazing moment. It just kind of brought back, you know, memories from, you know, Miguel Cabrera's career. You just think of everything he's done. And the point how he got to that 500th career home run, you're just kind of bringing back some old memories of home runs he hit previously, the big moments, the triple crown year. Like, 
he's one of the greatest right-handed hitters we've ever seen, if not the greatest, and he might be one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time in baseball. And Miggy's in a in a category where not many guys are, and you know you can make an argument he could be on all-time list. And you know we've been pleasure to watch him his whole not his whole career, but most of his career in Detroit. And you know seeing him hit 500. And the reaction from the dugout and the reaction from A.J. Hinch and just the fans in general, uh, it was amazing. You know, obviously we would have preferred for him to be at Comerica Park, but, you know, I it, it was something we just put past because it was it took a while. It took a while for him to hit that home run, but overall, great moment, great career for Miguel Cabrera that I don't need to repeat right now because we know all what Miguel Cabrera has done in his career, but unbelievable moment and, you know, now next, I guess, milestone for Miggy would be 3,000 hits, and he would be the only sixth player in MLB history to hit 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Just a, another crazy stat to his already crazy resume. So uh, congratulations again to Miguel Cabrera, and just an awesome moment once again in Toronto. He's going to go down, as you mentioned, to be one of the best to ever do it. And he'll also go down as one of the best, if not the best, to ever where the old English D. Um, we were just... pleasure to watch it. Like, you know, we always hear about stuff like, oh, before our era, before our era, like mm-hmm. uh, Steve Eiserman, like Alan Trammell. Like, you know, there's so many guys that, like, were before our era. But, like, Miguel Cabrera was truly our era. And yeah. we saw a lot of uh, basically his whole career in, in Detroit. And I think, like, our era is, like, always going to appreciate him, like, for – you know, our whole life, but it's always going to be some guy we're always going to bring up. And it's just a guy that you should always treasure when you watch him. Even now, he's mm-hmm. not the same Miguel Cabrera that he once was, obviously, from, like, you know, the 2012-2013 season and stuff like that. But that's always a guy that you should just never mm-hmm. take advantage of when you watch Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Growing up for us, watching Tigers baseball, it was JV and Miggy. So I think that's a very good point that you brought up. Before this season... Um, but since 2015, Miggy has had 93 um, warning track flyouts or just barely home runs. And um, since of those 93, 22 of them were home runs at Comerica. Um, and the other 71 would have been homers at at least 10 ballparks. So just, just wanted to put that up there. Like, there's another 70 home runs that Miguel Cabrera could have hypothetically had had he not spent all this time in Comerica. And I think that just says, like, so much more about what he's done. Like, he, he could be sniffing 600 instead of 500 if he was playing in, like, Yankee Stadium or something. Like, all of those are out in Yankee Stadium. So, to be working with one of the biggest pitchers' parks in baseball just adds a little bit more significance to what he's doing or what he's done. Eli's not going to like this, but I do want to give a quick shout out to the Toronto Blue Jays and their fan base because they were a lot more they were a lot more enthusiastic to Miggy's 500th homer. I mean, we talked about it last week. We were debating whether or not Toronto fans would boo. <laughs> and that's on us because they were very classy. They gave Miggy a standing ovation during his current call. Uh, the Blue Jays are on social media. They congratulated Miggy. So I thought that was awesome. Shout out to the Blue Jays and their fans because that was uh, very nice of them to do in such a historic moment for Miggy, the Detroit Tigers, and Major League Baseball as well. Like I said, Miggy's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. He's going to go down as one of the best, if not the best, to ever wear an old English D. And as I said in my postgame video for Sunday's game, it's been an honor, honestly, <laughs> to grow up and watch Miggy throughout However many years he's been here, it's been it's been a real treat to watch Miggy and be able to watch him do what he has done so far in his career, especially with the Tigers. And Sunday is going to be a day that I'll never forget seeing live, and I'm sure I can say the same thing for every Tigers fan as well. All right, boys, let's get into the show today. Lots to talk about. Later in the program, we will talk about the Lions as they play their second preseason game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. We'll talk about some of our biggest quote-unquote takeaways from the game and look ahead towards the Lions' final preseason game on Friday at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe we'll see some Sam Ellinger, Tyler, huh? 
Yeah, it's possible you could see some Sam Ellinger <laughs> or Jacob Eason. Um, yeah, no, no, I don't want Jacob Eason. I want Sam Ellinger. What's up, what's up with Sam Ellinger? Am I missing something right here? The, the guy who I thought was going to be a tight end at some point? <laughs> Remember, um, well, Grant can, Grant can help me out here. Remember after the, uh, I think it was a Sugar Bowl in Georgia, the infamous Longhorns Nation, we're back, and they were not back. <laughs> Absolute peak comedy right there. I, I, I thought Sam Ellinger at some point last year was going to just transform into a tight end, like a Logan Thomas type of trans- like transformation. Like a Tim Tebow. Yeah, or that, yeah. <laughs> or that. Oh, I was trying to go more positive and go like, maybe Josh, Ro- maybe Josh Rosen should become a tight end. Mm, Josh Rosen's a saint, and he just needs one more chance. Maybe the Raiders should get him. Tony, we already have three more f- starter caliber quarterbacks. Yeah, out of more, fourth. Out of more fringe, more fringe starter <laughs> quarterbacks. Okay, well, okay. Are we really putting Nathan Peterman in this conversation right no, now? No, no, no. We're gonna... Absolutely not. Okay, we're, we're, okay, we're not doing this. We're not doing we're this. We're going to save this. I'm the meme until the regular season. Okay. We're going to save this for later in the show because we're also going to talk about the Raiders and how they are 2-0 and in the preseason and how Nathan Mania is taking the Raiders by storm <laughs> right now in the preseason. But that's later in the program. To begin today, let's start with the Pistons. Uh, this is the first time we are recording since the Summer League ended for the Pistons. So, I wanted to start today's show talking about what we saw from the Pistons in the Summer League. I'll quickly talk, and then I'll hand it over specifically to Eli and Mike. For me, though the Summer League really doesn't matter much, I did like seeing the Pistons and the Summer League on a three-game win streak to finish above 500 at a 3-2 and record. And in the three games that Cade played... He looked great. He played as advertised, I thought. And again, it's only the summer league. You can't really take too much away from it. It's very similar to preseason football from the standpoint that you can't take too much away from it, like I just said. But Cade still looked really good, I thought. He was doing everything on both ends. Like I said, as advertised. Cade finished the summer league with 18.7 points per game on 43% shooting from the field and 50% from downtown with 5.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.7 steals in 1.3 blocks. He was a leader on the court, too. I loved seeing him mic'd up during the games, and I like seeing how vocal he was with his teammates. Again, just being an overall leader on the court, I really enjoyed seeing that. As I've just said, I loved what we saw from Cade. Despite popular belief online, (laughs) I thought Killian looked good, too. Pickett really impressed me. Sadiq and Saban Lee, for the most part, played well. Saban Lee, especially in the few games that Kay didn't play, and it was really just Saban on the floor. He was really looking good. And the last player I'll mention is our boy Luca Garza. My goodness, was he a lot of fun to watch in the summer league. 15 points per game, 52% from the field, 40% from three, 9.6 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and one block a game, too. And we also saw a little bit of defense from Luka in the Summer League. We know how good he is offensively. We saw that, obviously, at Iowa. But seeing a little bit of defense from Luka in the Summer League, too, that that was very encouraging for me. Overall, it was fun to watch Pistons basketball again. It was fun to see most of our draft picks and most of our young guys out there looking good. And I'm just ready for the regular season now. (laughs) As we said earlier in the program, we're going to the Pistons season opener against the Bulls on October 20th. That is going to be my first time in LCA since the pandemic. I can't wait. (laughs) I absolutely cannot wait to do that. But Eli, let's go to you now. Your thoughts on what we saw from the Pistons in the Summer League. Uh, I said this yesterday on the Motor City Hoops podcast. Shout out to Bryce. Um, my biggest takeaway, honestly, was that Killian and Cade are going to have no problem fitting together. Because in the three games they played together, the Pistons jumped out to a double-digit lead in all those games. And the common denominator was that Cade and Killian were both on the floor. And they both looked pretty good next to each other, especially defensively. Um, And then in the third game, Killian was knocking down threes, which is going to be huge if he could do that next to Cade. Cade, like you said, played as advertised. I thought Killian played pretty okay. Um, There was some times where you just wish he was more aggressive. Sometimes he, you know, he went to that step back and then hesitated and didn't take the shot. 
I just think it would be better for him, even if the shot doesn't go in, just be confident. You're, you like it, It'll go in more than not if you're just confident in it. Um, and uh, Saban Lee played well the last few games. I thought that was encouraging since he just got a contract. Uh, Luca Garza, he was very good offensively, which we kind of expected. And then defensively, there is a lot to be be desired. He did have that one game with like five blocks, but when guys are going into you and you're seven feet tall, you're going to end up with a couple blocks. He looked pretty bad laterally and, you know, keeping up with guys. There was a lot of times where he was playing drop coverage which is like what Brooke Lopez plays because Brooke Lopez is not the fastest guy on his feet. And Luca was just not fast enough to like get to the guy that, uh, that he needed to get to. And it was just apparent that, you know, he's trying, he's trying his best, but he physically just can't do it. But if you're going to root for somebody, you're going to root for the guy that's going to try his heart out. So I'm rooting for Luca. I hope he shows out. I hope he keeps improving his quickness if he can. Because um, he's got a bag offensively. He went to that Dirk fadeaway. Everyone lost their mind. So I was pretty encouraged. Me. Yeah, everyone literally fell out of their seat. So uh, I was pretty encouraged by what I saw in Summer League. I think uh, to summarize it all, I would say I saw everything I needed to see from all our guys um, and then I would say what I needed to see more of was Killian shooting, but luckily we got him making two threes in the last game he played. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty encouraged with what I saw. Mike, you will have the final word on the Pistons and the Summer League. I know you enjoyed watching those Summer League games like we did, so what did you think about Cade, Luca, and others? Uh, I'm with Eli. I, I saw what I needed to see. I mean, I didn't really... Um, have much that like I was expecting like I kind of knew what I was going to see from the guys and um I'm just looking forward to the season now I mean I don't I don't like to get caught up in oh what what did our players do in the summer league I think um that's just a little a little uh, preview of what we will see in the regular season and I'm just waiting till then I'm excited opening night we only got what less than two months I'm excited. Go Pistons. It is less than two months. Uh, it's just less than two months, actually. We're recording this on the 23rd. It'll go out on the 24th, and obviously the season opener is on October 20th. So, yeah, less than two months away. As I said, it will be my first time in LCA since the pandemic. I don't think it's anyone else's first time back in this call, maybe outside Grant. Is that correct? I don't believe I've been to LCA since. Yeah, but I know obviously Mike, Eli, Tyler, and Jay were for the Pistons draft party, and Mike and Eli went to a game during the pandemic season last year, but regardless, like I said, I love seeing our draft picks and our young guys mostly shine in the summer league. I loved being able to finally see Cade (laughs) in the Pistons uniform. I like seeing Cade play with Killian it was just fun, like I said, to have Pistons basketball back. And now I am so, so ready for the regular season. We got to wait, which is not going to be fun. But I'm excited for the Pistons this year. There's no question about that. Okay, let's end today's show with the Lions, Raiders, and preseason football talk. Admittedly, I didn't watch the Lions' second preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday night. Tony, you're a fake fan. Yeah, oh my god, I yeah, can't believe it. He yeah, hates the Lions. Excuse wow. me, excuse me for having plans on a beautiful Saturday night. That's... I didn't watch it either. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't miss much. I was going to get to that. <laughs> Tyler, unfortunately, watched it, and yeah, it I it, it did not look like a great watch, especially in like the first three quarters, um, but. I was planning to watch. Honestly, I was until I saw that Jared Goff wasn't going to play. And I also saw that I think Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow also didn't play, along with TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, who I believe are still kind of dealing with injuries here. So uh, when I saw all the big names, if you will, that were not going to play, I'm like, okay, 
uh, I, I think I'll be all right missing this one. <laughs> and based off of Twitter, like Tyler said, it really wasn't a great watch until David Blau led a late comeback attempt that came up short. And apparently Jelani Tavai really struggled again. Uh, more and more people are starting to question if he's even going to make the 53-man roster to open the season. Uh, now on the flip side, positively, I saw that rookie Derek Barnes had another impressive game. Uh, cornerback A.J. Parker apparently impressed too, which is good to hear. It, it sounded like an interesting game for sure, even if myself and others might not have necessarily watched it. So now I'll go to Tyler, who actually did watch the entire game on Saturday night. Tyler, take it away. Imagine, you, imagine rewatching it too, and watching it two times. You rewatched it? Yeah, I wanted to go back and watch for individual performances, but yes, yeah, so I watched it twice. <laughs> well, not only did Tyler watch it live on Saturday, but the poor man watched it again. <laughs> My goodness, it's the preseason, man. It's okay. <laughs> man, Tyler, we got a week before school starts, and you rewatched the Lions preseason game, man. Like, you got to start organizing your time better. <laughs> Tyler, well, take it away. What were your biggest quote-unquote takeaways? Because, again, it's only the preseason. You um, better have some big takeaways if you rewatch the game. Good I expect or, like, good or I ex- bad. Good I expect, or like, bad. an essay. I expect a written essay. I, I, I got a lot on my uh, my notes, actually. I wrote I wrote a lot of notes. He's got uh, notes. Let's go, Tyler. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to mute my mic. This is all you. Let's go. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the back seven of the the defense and i'm gonna start off with the linebackers you already mentioned it july tavai he stinks he's not making this team. twitter was on fire that, that, that's literally <laughs> my notes tavai stinks that's all i had <laughs> someone called him like cleat feet or something i'm like oh boy yeah, i'm like, missing with, a good one huh <laughs> like with july tavai though like I, I i have no expectation of him anymore like i just know what he is right now so like i, I i'm not as disappointed as some lions fans is uh, like I didn't expect a, a transition with the new regime. I, I just knew he's not good. And he's is not he making the player? Is he making the fifty-three man roster? Uh, is, I don't think he's gonna be the fifty-three man ro- roster with the lines. I don't know if he makes a, a practice squad. Honestly, he. I mean, he stinks, dude. He's bad. Honestly, I. I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I. Th- I think the Patriots could trade for him. Oh. I think. I think Patricia might want him. Oh. I'm. I'm not. I don't know. But whatever, that's that's, the that's, point. that's disgusting. Because Tavai is not going to be a Tavai is not going to be on this team. So whatever, I'm not going to talk about him. I want to talk about a, a guy that disappointed me though on Saturday, and a guy that I had some expectations for going to the season potentially, and I was kind of excited when they resigned him. And that was Jalen Reeves Maven. So Reeves Maven was only a one year deal, and he's been with this team since 2017. I was hoping. You know, with this new regime who values linebackers who have speed and are sideline silent, obviously, which you've seen in Derek Barnes, what Tony mentioned, you know, he is a today's generation NFL linebacker, and he had a very good game. Uh, with Reeves Maven, I thought he could be one of those guys, but uh, he finally got uh, his helmet, he finally got his number called uh, to finally, you know, be a starting linebacker, play versus the first team offense on the Steelers because the Steelers played a lot of their starters because this was their technically third preseason game because they have four this year because they had the Hall of Fame game. So them and the Cowboys had four preseason games. So this was like the Steelers dress rehearsal game, especially in that first half. So they played a lot of the starters. Big Ben, Juju was out there, Ebron, their rookie Pat Fryermuth, the offensive line, some of the guys were out there. So they had a lot of their starters out there, Najee Harris as well. Uh, so I want to see what Jalen Reeves maybe can do you know, going against some tight ends and man coverage when, you know, that's Eric Ebron or if that's Pat Fryermuth. Um, throughout the whole game, Reese Maven was just really disappointing in every phase of the game. You know, he had a, uh, an opportunity at one point where Aaron Glenn schemed him up perfectly and Reeves Maven had no one touch him as he was sacking or going to, you know, sack the quarterback, Big Ben had a perfect opportunity just to get Big Ben down. Or actually, this was Mason Rudolph, sorry. But it was to get Mason Rudolph down at this point. Um, Reeves Maven makes a very, very lackluster tackle. They ended up getting the stop by Levi Enzerica. He gets the tackle at the end of the game, or at the end of the, the play. But overall, I mean, for Reeves Maven, it was just a tough game for him in, in every phase of it. The coverage, you know, getting to the quarterback, like he was just not very strong. Uh, they were picking on him, especially in that first half when he got an opportunity. I still think he's going to make this team just because of his special team ability, but overall, in defense, I just don't know if he has a role because he'd even look like a like a backup at this point. You know, when he got the opportunity versus some starters, so 
that was disappointing. Going into the rookies, I mean, I'm not going to over-exaggerate. Or I'm not going to overreact. Um, the rookies look really good, man. I mean, Brad Holmes' class looks really good right now. Uh, Levi Enzerike played his first game. I thought he was really good in the middle. I thought Aline McNeil made some nice plays up in the middle because he got the start. But Derek Barnes, man. I mean, Derek Barnes is a guy who should be starting for this team already. I, I just don't think there's another wow. linebacker outside of Jamie Collins who are who's better than him right now. Like, I mean, Reeves maybe I don't think is a starter. I don't think Alex Anzalone is a huge upgrade. I think Derek Barnes should be a starter right now. Wow. I really do. I mean, I love he, to hear that. <laughs> he is a true sideline to sideline linebacker. He does everything. Like he got to the quarterback. He wraps up on tackles. He's good in coverage. He's a traditional middle linebacker in today's NFL. Like, he knows what he's doing already, and this is only week two of the preseason. So I, I honestly think he should be starting right now. I think he, so far, has been the best rookie out of the class thus far from, you know, Anzarike, Sewell, uh, St. Brown, McNeil. I think Derek Brunson has impressed me the most. And, you know, going into this third preseason game versus the Colts, I want to see him get more of an opportunity maybe with, you know, starting off the game, playing with some more quote-unquote guys who are more expected to make the team for both the Lions and the Colts. I want to see Barnes get more of an opportunity because I think he deserves it. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I thought he was okay uh, in that second preseason game. I think he's going to have a big role with this team. He had a bad drop. Tim Boyle was terrible throughout the whole game, but he actually made a really <laughs> nice pass to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, and St. Brown did drop it. But, you know, St. Brown was getting open, but Boyle was just not able to feed him. I mean, you could blame some of it on the offensive line, but a lot of it was just on Boyle sitting in the pocket too long, not really making good decisions, not really accurate. Just, he wasn't very accurate at all. So it wasn't a really good test for the Lions receiving core. Um with Tim Boyle because he, he was not good. And that's it, a bit of a concern with the backup quarterback right now because between Boyle and, and Blau, I thought Blau looked better uh, so far in camp and in both these preseason games. But Blau so far has only played against, you know, guys who are on fringe roster spots and on the other team. So maybe he gets more of an opportunity that third game versus the Colts and maybe he could run away with that backup quarterback uh, position. We'll see. Going on with the offensive line real quickly, a uh, guy that was on this team last year and was actually pretty decent for this team, Matt Nelson, uh, he got an opportunity to start at left tackle today or on Saturday for some starters. So I believe it was either Melvin Ingram or Alex Highsmith. I believe it was a mix of both, but I believe it was more of Alex Highsmith. He struggled, um, especially in pass protection. If it was Boyle, if it was Blau, he wasn't very good. He got better as the game went on, but in the beginning, he was just not really holding his own at left tackle because obviously Decker wasn't playing. Um, the running back position, you know, that first preseason game, I thought the running backs looked really good, you know, starting off with Craig Reynolds. I thought he, he looked good again. He got another touchdown in that Saturday game. Jamar Jefferson, I think, is locking up that third running back spot for this team. He just looks like a true north or south runner for this team. I think he would be a good backup option if one of Swift or uh, Jamal Williams were to miss a game or, you know, they got hurt during the game. I think Jamar Jefferson's a good safety blanket, you know, to pl to plug and play right away. So I thought he looked pretty good when he got an opportunity to start that game. Um, going on to special teams, Jack Fox is that guy, man. Uh, <laughs> that was not a fluke. Our boy Jack. Jack. Jack, what he did last year was not a fluke, dude. I mean, he, he looked phenomenal. He had a 70-yard punt on Saturday. 70-yard I, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, absolutely unbelievable by Jack Fox. But overall, the special teams, it struggled, man, both on the return game and in coverage as well. Uh, they Jack Fox had a booming punt, and it still ended up being a 40-yard return from the Steelers' end. So something you need to, to clean up. But overall, I think what we've seen from this preseason, I'm not trying to over-exaggerate, but this team is just not very good, man. This team is not very good, and it's going to go through the growing pains throughout the season because they're so so young, and there's so much new pieces within this organization right now. Like I just don't have expectations for this season. I think we're seeing flashes from some young guys, but it's going to be a process with, with this whole you know, you know know building process that Holmes and Campbell got because they just don't really have the, the pieces right now that – I think people are expecting right now. So I'm going to give it some time. I think we've talked about this. The win-loss record is not as important this year as compared to other years. So I would just be really patient with the whole thing. It might be some ugly football to start the season. I wouldn't be shocked. But 
I think throughout the season, you just want to see improvement from these young guys, and you just want to see growth throughout the whole season. So second game of the preseason was, I would say, a rough watch. I mean, especially that first half. And that's when that was more, you know, real football. Because the second half was a lot of backups and practice squad players. So you kind of take that with a grain of salt. I know the Lions are making a comeback, and they could have won that game potentially. But you take that with a grain of salt. I look at what they did in the first half more importantly, and they didn't really step up to the plate. And even Campbell at the halftime interview, I think he said the team looked effortless or or they didn't look bought in. I don't remember the exact words he used, but you know it just wasn't a good brand of football. And they had a lot of starters out there. So something they're going to have to clean up really fast going into the regular season. So not a great performance by the Lions week two. And they got one more week versus the Colts, like you mentioned, at Ford Field. Don't expect to see really many any starters in that game. You'll see Penai Sewell. You'll see some of the rookies. But overall, like Jared Goff and the veterans like Jamie Collins and Brockers, you're probably not going to see those guys week three in the preseason. So, you know, there's still a lot, a lot to correct, um, you know, going into the regular season for sure. If I had to ask you, pick one player who is the biggest winner and biggest loser for the Lions from the second preseason game. What uh, biggest, your answers be? Biggest winner, I'd say Derek Barnes for sure. I mm-hmm. thought Derek Barnes was just, he was phenomenal, dude. Um, like I said, I think he earned a starting role. from. I mean, the linebacking corps right now is just not really good for the Lions. So it's, you know, I, I think he earned that spot right now. And then as far as a loser, I mean, I think Tavai's the easy answer. I would say a disappointing guy, though, for me was Reese Maven because I thought he could be a guy that could have a role in this defense. And, you know, quite frankly, I think he'll get another opportunity on um, Friday. But just from that game alone, he just didn't look like a guy who should be starting on defense or even being a backup on defense right now. So I would say he was the biggest disappointment, but the biggest loser would probably have to be July Tavai just because, you know, as much as we like to kick around these players, you know, at the end of the day, this is their job. And I think July Tavai is most likely going to lose his job. <laughs> so... I, I don't know. I would say probably the biggest loser was Jalen Tavai. But Jalen Rees-Maven was my most disappointing player. And I would probably go with Matt Nelson as well. Final thoughts on the Lions from you, Tyler. You kind of mentioned this already, but anything that you want to see from the Lions in their last preseason game coming up on Friday against the Colts? Are there yeah. any players that you Are there any players that you think might need a good performance to make this team? I want to see what the wide receiver core could do because I still think there is a jury out there for the you know the bottom end of the receiving core. You know I think we have the locks right now with Terrell Williams. You got Amon Ross St. Brown. I think Khalif Raymond at this point's a lock because he didn't even play that second preseason game. So I think those three are a lock. And I think after that, I think it's an open competition. I think you got guys like Cephas who I think will probably make the team, but not a guarantee by any means. Tom Kennedy had another nice game. Maybe if he could put another game together. You know, Brashad Perriman, he's got guaranteed money right now, $2 million guaranteed, but, you know, he's been injured, so he hasn't really had much of an opportunity to play and show himself. So I think that third preseason game is going to be big for him. And then this is a, a guy that maybe not too many people expect me to say right now, but John Penasini, if he's not out there, I would watch out because there is a guy right now named Miles Brown, number 61, who probably no Lions fan know who that is right now. But... If Penicini keeps missing games, that's a name I'd watch out for because he has been surprisingly pretty good in the run game, and I think he could potentially be one of those guys that sneakily you know, makes that roster, that 53-man roster. Because Penicini's missing games, and he doesn't really offer much in the pass rush. I, you know, The only really attribute he offers is in the run game, and Miles Brown is doing that right now, and he's healthy right now. So I'll look out for some of those defensive tackles, Bruce Hector, there's some, you know, there's some low-key defensive tackles, and Penasini missing time, Nick Williams missing time right now. It could cost him when it comes to cutdown day. Um, so that's something I would watch out for. I would see if Nick Williams and Penasini are playing that game because I honestly think they need that game. I really do. And it, some people probably thought they were locks going into the season. Eli, how did Tyler do? Did he meet or exceed your expectations? Man, I feel like. I know way too much about the Lions preseason game that just happened. I feel like I could tell you everything that just happened in the game from what Tyler told me. Mike, how you feeling? Tyler, you need to make plans on a 
Eat it. such it's grass, okay. Tyler. No, like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Tyler, don't listen. Tyler, don't listen to them. Go outside, man. No, don't listen to them. Hey, we're gonna touch turf on Friday. Lions Colts. Yay! Oh. Are you going? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant you Thank were going. God, I'm going week one though. Lions Niners. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go Lions my, that game. I got my ticket secured on the twenty yard line. I was just about to say, where are you sitting? I'm sitting on the twenty yard yeah, line. Yeah, so it's the Pied Podcast crew going. Uh, Malcolm will not be coming, but me and Pierre are going to the game. Oh, so. he's going to a wedding, isn't that right? Yes, he is. Going yeah, to I a remember wedding. him tweeting about that. <laughs> he who, was supposed to who come. Who makes though. a wedding on a Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's a real question. I've never it, seen a wedding on a Sunday. No, oh, it, really, I, all our I, weddings are on Sunday. Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen multiple weddings on Sundays, but during football season, I like it's just it's rude. I think it's honestly rude if you plan <laughs> a wedding on a Sunday, an NFL Sunday. That's me personally. I will never do that to you guys. I'll never do that to you guys. No, well, please do you. it so I don't have to watch. No, the no, 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 please, uh, Tyler. Don't, no, don't. no, you know, you know what my wedding will be. It'll be a Monday during the <gasps> summer when the Tigers have an off day and there's no minor league oh, baseball please, that day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. At, at Shenandoah Country Club. It will be a Shenandoah Country Club. <laughs> okay. No, it will be a Shenandoah Country Club. Okay. It is time to move into the final topic for today. Uh, all right, Grant. It's time to end the football segment and end the show in general with some Vegas Raiders preseason talk. Let's go, baby. They are 2-0 in the preseason now. Another one on Saturday against the Rams. Nathan Peterman. 16 of 24, 172 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and 35 rushing yards. Grant, how are you feeling about Peter Mania and the Raiders after another preseason win? And here's another question for you. I just saw this today, literally before we started the show, when I was just scrolling through uh, social media. Uh, apparently, the Raiders tried to trade for Khalil Mack again. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Uh, first things first, Nathan Goderman is probably the best preseason quarterback in the NFL. Oh. He, as of week, like when this preseason week's over, he will lead the league. Unless Jameis throws for like 600 yards tonight, he will lead the league in pass yards in the preseason. Um, it doesn't really say anything because Mariota's still ahead of him. Mariota's still a very good quarterback, and uh, Derek Carr is not going anywhere um, as Never. much as some might like him to. He is our quarterback. He's our guy, as it's been seen. Um, yeah, we're not not moving anywhere, but it's nice to know that should Derek have to miss time this year, there are now two guys that I wouldn't completely dread putting in the game in substitution. That being said, um, the whole Cleo Mack thing is just like kind of getting like you break up with your girl. And then a couple months later, you're like, "Hey, uh, wanna try run wanna try running that back? Like, maybe we've maybe we've grown, maybe we've fixed things. When you know you haven't, but uh, um, no, I I think you have to call. Like, the Bears are kind of. I mean, we'll see how Justin Fields, Andy Dalton experiment is, but the Bears are in a very weird spot where I could see them moving Khalil Mack, but at the same time, they're kind of got a lot of eggs in their baskets right now and. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't think that would ever happen, but I think you just have to call about that type of thing. The Bears are an interesting team, to say the least. I think they could be a sneaky wild card contender if they just do what they should do and start Justin Fields Week One. But they're going to be rolling out Andy Dalton, <laughs> and that's probably going to lose them a few football games to start the season, and that will lead them to eventually bringing in Justin Fields, which we all know is going to happen at some point this season. But I could care less about the Bears. <laughs> the Raiders, though, are you feeling any different about the season after the first few preseason games? Okay. I just want to preface that I know a joke about preseason meaning everything, and I know it obviously doesn't, but the things you can tell from the preseason are which young guys are grasping the like design or the scheme of the defense. I mean, I'm talking defense here because, I mean, the you offense. Love defense, the offense talk. Right. Um, I think like I think Gus Bradley is redefining this defense as I've toted on for years or months now. Should have hired Patricia. Thank God we didn't. Speaking of rocket scientists, Paul <laughs> Gunther, the Raiders' previous defensive coordinator, was not actually a rocket scientist, but 
many described his defensive schemes as rocket science, like very complicated, like very dependent on what the other team does. And Gus Bradley has proven that he's just going to come out and he's going to call graspable, understandable plays and just kind of see who feeds into it. Um, Nate Hobbs is a name that I really wanted to mention. I couldn't watch the game because if you weren't, if it wasn't local or you didn't have a certain TV package that I don't have, um, you're kind of SOL. So I didn't get to watch it. So I was really just coming on updates, but um, I'm hearing great things about Nate Hobbs and the defense and first round pick Alex Leatherwood, who they're saying he's going to be a run guy. He might need some work in the past, but uh, if you guys are drafting Josh Jacobs anytime soon, I would probably sign that up because he is blowing people over. It's amazing. So you are advocating to take Josh Jacobs to fantasy. Is that what I'm hearing? I would boost his stock a little bit. He's going to enjoy running behind Alex Leatherwood. But uh, just to fully answer your question, I'm feeling better about the Raiders. You guys coming at me, like, I know the two people, the two most outspoken people about it are not here. <laughs> I was, I was um, just so about to say, you're simple. lucky Tyler had to go. <laughs> I know. I, I was, I had like all, I had this whole thing prepared. I had a nice little one liner that I'll wait on. It's pocketed. Uh, I got it in my notes app. But uh, no, it's like, I, I don't think they're going to suck this year. I think they're going to be better than eight and eight. Like, that's all, like, that's all you can really ask right now. You can't make a jump to 12 and five or anything like that. It's, they might be a little better. The defense might be a little easier to understand. They might finally have some, uh, like pieces to actually do things with instead of running four linebackers for the entire season. So I'm getting excited. I'm getting very amped up. I would love for you to keep this apparent, Raiders one-liner that you made just for Jay and Tyler until next week. If not next week, then for sure the week after because on the week of September 6th or 7th, I have in my future schedule trash talk notes, that's going to be NFL predictions. So that would be that might be a good week to... You said the first week in September? Yeah, that would be a good Noted. week to unleash the predictions the the one-liner if you will it's prepared and i'm ready for it and then i'm gonna get just attacked by everybody else so i'm excited <laughs> well I, I i can't wait to hear it i'm excited all right gentlemen. i was too i was i was ready to dish it out today sorry about that uh, no, 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 no i was i was ready for it no i was i was just ready to say it i tyler got scared he knew i was about to talk <laughs> and he knew the raiders are looking good beat the rams he got scared of the, the nathan rams. mania talk he doesn't want Nathan Peterman on the Lions because then his <laughs> predictions are going to be wrong. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, gentlemen, good show this week. Uh, I, I do have this to close out the show. Hey, Mike and Eli, Mac Jones on Thursday against the Eagles for the 2-0 Patriots in the preseason. 13 for 19, 146 yards. 146? That's it's so much light. less than... What I would think he would throw for. That's not a big number, you know. I'm thinking for him maybe in the 300s. Thank you you all for listening this week. For all the guys and myself, this has been Trash Talk with Tony Browski. We'll catch you all soon.